This is Oliver Braid. And uh, we are now back in our flat in Glasgow. That's right, we're live from Glasgow. I hope you heard that. I'm just having a little problem with this software at the moment. (laughs) Sorry. I hope this is broadcasting. We're back in the flat. Um, We were in Liverpool last week. And now we are reunited. The internet is working. That's the service update on the router, the router situation. Apologies for me breaking the router, but we are getting, we've got a new one at the minute. We're getting another one, which will be even better. Well, it's here. My bad. Oh, this is the one. No, okay. no, I just haven't plugged it in yet. Oh, okay. I don't know if we need uh, it. So one. anyway, we might sound a little bit disorganised this morning, which isn't usual. Normally it's very, very uh, efficient, but last night... We did have an unexpected outing, we could say, a kind of house outing, a research trip into the Glasgow Pink Triangle, <laughs> uh, and drank four pints of beer each, really within the space of an hour, I think, and I then know. managed to make it all the way back from Merchant City to our flat, which is in the West End, without either of us having to have a wee. It's quite or impressive. having to have a cigarette or any food. Yeah, no, well, I wanted some food, but I... Uh, I know, but <laughs> I, tried I was told to, I wasn't allowed. I tried to put you off eating the chips. But it was for the best because I'd already had fish and chips to, that day and an ice cream cheesecake uh, surprise with all the people at my studio at Iron Bratz. Love to do a big shout out to Iron Bratz. I already did one this morning on Twitter. I know. No, it was quite exciting last night and I do have to apologise because this is my first radio broadcast with a hangover of sorts <laughs> and I don't quite know how it's going to go down. And last night, as I was just mentioning to you in the kitchen a few minutes ago, I had the most terrible nightmare about the Ellie and Oliver show. It was really, really, really quite stressful. Um, but the nightmare was basically... A technological nightmare, and there was this 15 minutes of dead air where I was flailing about with the computer trying to sort it out, and I couldn't do it. And I, it was something to do with you, and I was shouting at you. Apparently, I was it was so my angry. Fault. I was so angry, but anyway, then I woke up, and it was um, quarter past nine, which is so naughty. Yeah, I normally get up too. at half seven and go swimming, and actually, this is the first show where I've not done at least one and a half kilometres swimming the morning before. But I'm so pleased about ourselves last night, really. It was a bit of an achievement because we were sat in my bedroom at about half past nine on YouTube watching films of gays in Glasgow, just watching videos of like behind the scene tours of gay bars. And we're just thinking, what are we doing? Just sat in the flat when we live in a city and there's like a real life out there. So we just well, I was a bit worried because I drank two tea bags of Valerian Plus, so I didn't know how well I was going to go, but we just got out there. And I just made myself a cup of tea and a hot water bottle. I put the hot water bottle into my bed, and I was just about to get this really boring philosophical text out for this reading group that I'm meant to be going to, and just going to get into my room and tell you to shut up, not make any noise. And then we just thought, no, sod this, let's go out. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> Might be a regular occurrence, but maybe we've just exhausted all that. I like that, though. But just kind of out of the blue, seizing an opportunity. But we may just have ex- exhausted all of the opportunities in one fell suite in one evening. Which well, we did do a whole round, but we actually we missed out Bennett's and we didn't go to Moda and we didn't go to Polo because we knew we had to get up in the morning. We just did Dell's Speakeasy Revolver. <laughs> so... There is some there is some space. Um, uh, anyway, we better get on with the general theme of the show. We did we? briefly touch upon it then. I don't know if anyone picked up on a word that cropped up twice in the last couple of sentences. A few clues were in there. A few clues were in there. Um, so anyway, back to uh, the Emmy Anonymous show, <laughs> six, and six. to the theme of, of today's show. So last week we were looking at memories. So that was very much about looking back at the past so today's theme in contrast is about looking to the future um and we've decided to talk about opportunities and this is obviously quite a universal uh, theme that applies across all different fields of work um but it's something that's particularly pertinent to artists or maybe just self-employed people in general because we are, and we have to be, in order to sustain what we're doing, continually on the lookout for opportunities um, in maybe slightly a desperate or needy or... Um, I would say very... I mean, there's people out there definitely preying on the desperation of artists for opportunities not a month goes by when I don't get at least one or two emails from like some gallery saying, oh, we'd love your work. And if you just spend a £60 fee now and then you rent the space at £200, you can have your own private exhibition in a, a hot London gallery. I know. It's really, 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 really terrible. Actually, so if there's any young artists listening, maybe we could offer some worldly advice. I've got at least 10 years' experience of trawling through the pages <laughs> of AN magazine, although I don't do that so much anymore. Um, but certainly for the first five uh, years out of university, that was a regular monthly occurrence, was trawling through the opportunities section. But with a precarious life, you never know when you're going to have to go back to that, because we've been yeah. talking about it a lot. You know, like, we've been really busy last year, but then there's always this thing like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to start writing applications, I'm going to have to start looking at things. Um, at the minute, because actually, talking about AN magazine, I just did an interview for their like emerging, I don't know what they call it, like career profiles. And it was quite beautifully timed in because this time last year was actually the opening of the first exhibition that I did since graduating from the MFA at Glasgow School of Art. But before that, from the kind of June to December, January of that 2010, was quite a bleak time for me where I actually had to invent a schedule for myself just to keep myself going. And one of those schedules was a two-hour focus every day called Apps Slash Ops. And what I would do is <laughs> just desperately scan through the internet looking for any applications I could possibly fill in and then kind of half-heartedly write the, uh, kind of write the application. Two, two hours every single day. Two hours every day. Just That's because crazy. You could just never stop, wouldn't you? But even then I was aware... And I think that this is very important for everyone to know. People used to say to me, like, quite, like, kind of secure eyes, saying that they never really got anything from writing applications. And it was always just through kind of people that they knew or friends, like... And the same for me, really. There's hardly anything that I've got from writing an application. Well, the one 
story that I have about um, getting a lucky break from an application was last summer, actually, when I entered that Dazed... Oh, yeah, that's true. ...and Converse Emerging Artist Award. And it's such a nice story, I think, because... As I mentioned on previous radio shows, I'm an usher at the GFT. (laughs) (laughs) I work as a volunteer at the Glasgow Film Theatre. And one day I was just in there and they had this like um, tabletop where they've got all these flyers of stuff that's happening in Glasgow and just general sort of cultural stuff that's been sent in from around the country. Anyway, like one day I was walking to the staff room and I spotted this little flyer like advertising this Converse Dazed Emerging Artists Award and I just picked it up and I thought, oh... This is probably the sort of thing that I should enter. <laughs> and I looked, and the deadline was like the next day, and I took it to my studio, and then I looked on the website, and it was actually quite easy. It was like you only had to send five images. So it took like half an hour. And then kind of I had this feeling like when I sent it that something would happen, and it did, and it was really amazing. And it was just like kick-started this whole process of being in this award, which I've never been in before. Um, so I think the what is the moral of that story? The moral I is that you've got to be in it to win. You it. have got to be in it to win it. That is very true. But I don't think you should stress too much. But like the thing, the beauty of that with the Converse one is that you just like put it in there quite quickly, and then you get a reward from it. I think it's like much more damaging to labour over something, oh, yeah. and then not to kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time labouring and then being rejected, but <laughs> I did get used to it, and that is going to be the topic of... Um, I'm doing a presentation next week at Tramway as part of their Emerging Artist... Uh, emerging Work Symposium next Sunday. You should Ooh, come down 19th of February. And uh, I will be trying to push on to people the philosophy of rationalisation and acceptance, because eventually you just... You know, things just happen. Your brain, the human brain, just kind of adapts to things. And everything's okay in the end. You don't need to keep on getting uh, depressed about things. But I don't want people to just think you just loll around doing nothing. You have got to try a little bit to secure your own opportunities. Which, Ellie, I know that you've been doing for the last year or so. And, you know, initially with the Artist Lottery Syndicate. But now it's made a transformation. We did have some... I'm part of the syndicate. We did have some exciting news the other day. Perhaps you want to give us an update on how we're doing with that. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, the Artist Lottery Syndicate, this is what um, I was just saying to Oliver before we went on air, launched almost exactly two years ago. So it was in um, 2010, this time 2010, that I was working on the idea. And the idea was to get 40 artists, because that was the optimum number for like maximising our odds on winning the lottery, to get 40 artists from all around the country to club together to play the lottery in every single draw, so on a Wednesday night, a Saturday night, and the Euro Millions, over the course of a year, in the hope of hitting the jackpot. But what I wanted to do to launch the syndicate, which actually launched on the 1st of April, which is April's Fool's Day, (laughs) as we all know, um, I placed an advert, a kind of strange and vaguely anonymous advert in the opportunities pages of AN magazine with the headline, Are You an Artist Looking for a Lucky Break? So maybe... I was also playing on that um, desperation that I know is inherent in so many young artists, <laughs> like flicking through those pages and that I'm aware of in myself. Um, so it was a bit of a, a tongue-in-cheek um, look at, look at, well, a, attempt to um, get 
<laughs> those people and hundreds of them bloody replied. Like I had hundreds and hundreds of emails. I was totally oversubscribed. So this April, the Artist Lottery Syndicate has morphed into the Artist Bond, which is um, the same artist. There's 40 <laughs> artists who are in it now who reinvested their winnings from the syndicate, so £30, <laughs> which we won uh, over the course of uh, last year into the artist bond where we're playing the premium bonds which is a slightly safer investment because you're not going to lose uh, money on tickets you just buy the bonds the money stays invested and then you have an opportunity to win once a month and so we we first bought the bonds in september so we've been in like oh at least five draws this isn't very good after <laughs> four points of carling <laughs> but um and we had the good news that in February, 1st of February, we won our first prize of £25, <gasps> which I announced to the, all of the members of the Bond earlier in the week, and that works out at 62.5 pence each. Wow. So at the end of the year, that's what we'll be taking home. But you know what? I think the involvement in that is more of an opportunity. I mean, because obviously the cash prizes aren't really. And I think it's important. I definitely want to push on to people during this radio show that I don't think an opportunity has to be necessarily about getting money or even kind of getting kudos. Sometimes it can just be about finding ways to fill your day, finding ways to stay busy. I think that's really beautiful. But I think there's opportunities for making friends as well. And there's opportunities for meeting people. And you have to seize those because, like, imagine if you um, saw somebody you like the look of and then you were like, oh, I should talk to that person, should talk to that person. And then it's like... Uh, you just don't do it. And but that's the thing with the pink triangle, you, you know. You never know what's, what could have been, what could have been, unless you do it. Well, yeah, you've got to go out. You can't just, I've been thinking, because I've been doing, given it's Valentine's Day, I have been searching for some opportunities in love recently. <laughs> Joined a lot of dating websites. But I'm just, you know, I'm not very good. I'm quite picky. And also there's that worry that when you see someone in a photograph, they're not really the same person that you see. No, no, so, no, no. yeah, last night, it just grabbed the bull by the horns, got right down there. <laughs> Entered a raffle at Dalmonica's. Thought we were going to win 66. If we had a won 66 pounds, that would have really com- reconfirmed my faith in just kind of going for it. I but know. unfortunately, that was taken away from us. Well, I know, and we spent three pounds. We spent three pounds on on just what, trying to enter. R- on but I think tickets. we should learn something. It seems like our gambling. Uh, doesn't always pay off. Doesn't always pay off, but it sometimes pays off. No, yeah, well, that's the fun of opportunities, isn't it? Exactly. You so, you're going to win every time. No. So we better play our first song, I think, and it is incredibly cheesy. And I apologise in advance. And you can probably already guess. Yeah, what it I wonder is. what people. I bet <laughs> everyone knows what this is going to be. I'm a bit embarrassed. Not very adventurous musically. It kind of goes with the theme. But it of is gaze, perfect. And it goes with the theme of opportunities. And the thing that I like about it, Oliver, I'm just going to start it now and hopefully you can hear this because i haven't got my headphones today i left them in the bloody studio but the first 30 seconds it just comes in very quietly so it's playing now and i'm talking over it hopefully it's gonna kick in i hope it's not that dead air scenario that you dreamed about it's gonna kick in
Oh, God. Hello. Hi. Do we have a bit of a technical hitch then? That was the nightmare then. So anyway, this is Oliver and back. We were just talking about how that was Ellie's choice of song. And actually, it's quite interesting that I was thinking, like, initially that that was a good song. But then I thought, well, I don't want to kind of just talk all the time about how Opportunities is just about, you know, going after a specific goal. Because sometimes one of the things that I really thought about a lot this year was kind of listening to the universe and kind of understanding, like, that actually if you're just kind of constantly looking out for opportunities to take that don't have a specific end, you know, like if you're just thinking, well, we could go out tonight, so we should just go out. Or like maybe if you see someone in the street and you think like, oh, well, I've perhaps seen them for a reason. Although there was a while last year where I used to keep seeing this same boy on the street all the time. And I thought, well, that is the universe trying to tell me that we're going to end up going out together. So I should pursue that. It turned out actually the reason he was walking the streets because he was looking for a girl. And I think now that he's actually... But anyway, it's fine with me. It's absolutely fine. But I still, you know, I still really have taken that on. Going back to um, what I was looking at at the start when I was talking about being kind of young desperado out of art school, trying to find (laughs) opportunities all the time. I did have a poster on my wall that said, um, it's from the Blue Coat in Liverpool, and it said that every conversation is a job interview. And for a long time, I really thought about that as in terms of like, yeah, advancement. Like every time you talk, you've got to be like, trying to push for that but what I realize actually is it just means like more a chance because really a job interview is about getting to know that person you know and and yeah I mean one person has some other intentions but I'm trying to think about it in a lot more of a like yeah that actually the interviewer can gain insight into a person as well so both parties are sort of gaining something it's not necessarily about uh yeah like a financial gain or like a kind of money gain. I suppose the thing that I really want to push about opportunities is just this idea that there's just all this stuff around, and especially, like, I think you forget this when you live in a city, but you can, uh, I mean, cities specifically, you can just go out and do whatever you really want. You can't go around killing people. Well, <laughs> but you can, actually. I don't want to advocate that, but, you know, you could, like, last night, we can just go out and do what we want to do. We don't just have to crawl into our little beds and then get up and work in the morning again, this kind of joyless existence. <laughs> well, um, like, we can just do a radio show. <laughs> like the radio show. I mean, that just came, you know, it's not like we were planning all of last year thinking, God, we have to do a radio show next year. We have to do a radio show. It just sort of came about, and that's why it is just, like, this little additional pleasure to the week that you I think, know, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a radio show now. And, like... Yesterday, it's been really the the only thing that I was looking forward to. Like oh. when I was working in my studio, I was just I didn't have a very productive day yesterday. But that's because you didn't know about the uh, pink triangle research trip. I didn't know about that. No, because no, it wasn't planned. Sprung upon us. Sprung it was upon spontaneity. Us. Maybe we should do a show about spontaneity. Well, for point. me, I think that spontaneity and opportunities have to come hand in hand. Well, that is a very good point, actually, because this is something I wanted to mention. Because as I said, I am doing my reading capital group at the moment, reading Karl Marx. It's quite heavy going. Um, But there's this thing that's reoccurring, and there's this notion about short-termism, which is inherent in the capitalist system, but there's a quote about being like profit. Um, I can't case. Okay, so I can't remember the quote, but it's like about um, profit coming from moments, and that um, making profit and profiting is all about exploiting moments because you don't quite know what out of all of your activities going to be profitable. So and that it's only small parts or these momentary like um, parts of what you're doing that are actually going to um, 
develop into something that's profitable. So I think that's really interesting, and I can relate that to my work, because when I think about the way I slog away in the studio, and whether I'm writing emails or I'm making notes or I'm reading or I'm doing any of these like different activities that I find myself doing, you don't know what out of that mass of labour is actually the thing, the gold dust, mm-hmm. I suppose. So you just have to keep slugging because that out of that process of slugging away, there is little bits of gold dust that emerge. I, I think people, you know, if you're really listening to other people and seeing what they're responding to, you can begin to sort of sort those out. Like in my studio in Ironbrats, I've just been invited to write a gossip column, a weekly gossip column. And for me, that's a massive opportunity that doesn't come with any real reward but it's really insightful of them to have offered me that because it seems like it's it is something that I'm quite good at and I'm really I'm going to look forward to that that's going to be like an additional pleasure for me on Friday so you'll be able to keep up soon on the Iron Brats website for my new blog which I think might be called the only way is Iron Brats but I'm not sure yet we'll see there will be some shocking revelations on there come next week Um, but yeah I don't know it seems to be moving into that time Ellie you definitely need to make a special announcement now because this is like a little cherry-picked opportunity for people who have tuned in today. There is a chance, potentially, to get involved with an exciting Ellie Harrison venture. Oh, yeah. Oh, the artist bond. Back to the artist bond that I was mentioning earlier. Um, that is going to be launched, opened up to other members, artists all over the world to join as of the 1st of April. There'll be another advert placed in the opportunity section <laughs> of AN Magazine. We're all in this together. That's the slogan. Sign up. Invest your £30 and every month you have the opportunity of sharing a £1 million prize from the premium ones with all of the other artists involved. But also just the chance to be part of something, right? Just the chance to be part of something. not all about money. With some really, really, really exciting artists. And the website will be launching on the 1st of April. So Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Oh my God, right. So it's coming to that time now again where we have to say goodbye, but I'm just going to intro the song that I chose this week. This is more about seizing the moment and it's... um, Actually, when I first came across this woman, it was because I was returning another album that I didn't want and I had to replace it. And I just saw this woman's album and I thought, oh, she's got a nice front cover, I'll get it. It turned out I really loved her ever since I've been 17. This is of her last album. Uh, this is the Prince Vince remix of Sia Furler's song, Clap Your Hands. Uh, have a really beautiful weekend and remember to look out for opportunities. And we're back next week with a Valentine's special. Ooh.